Dave and Bacon Safety Tales, the only industrial safety podcast that brings you common sense advice on job site safety, standards, regulations, and industry best practices without putting you to sleep. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, another episode or installment of Dave and Bacon Safety Tales coming live from Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. So they're having the, the Big Ten baseball tournament right here, so staying in our hotel. We've seen Purdue. We've seen Iowa, my fave. And we've seen Indiana. We've seen Illinois. Yep. That's buses all, everywhere. That's about all I've seen, but there's buses everywhere. And, uh, and of, believe it or not, in Omaha, Nebraska, um, it's almost sweaty. Yeah. It's kind of humid and nasty. A little, a little steamy. A little but. sticky. But anyway, so this is going to be episode one of two of the Omaha series. There you go. Right <laughs> which on. we haven't done. So uh, thank you guys once again for coming back. Um, really appreciate you guys listening to the episodes. A lot of the feedback that we've gotten, we've heard a lot of positive feedback from people. Um, we really appreciate that. So please continue to reach out to us. Um, whether it's email, you can go to me at fred at quadcitysafety.com, uh, Dave White, and I are both uh, on LinkedIn. We're both, or I'm on Twitter. Quad City Safety's on Twitter. We're on Facebook. So hit us up on any of like the social media platforms, um, and feel free to reach out if you guys have any questions or comments or anything you'd like to address on the show or further expand on. Um, we would love to hear from you um, and love to continue that conversation. So today, kind of our plan was. Pick a couple of topics we haven't really hit on much and kind of mold them into one episode. They kind of fit in the same semi-family. A lot of manufacturers both kind of work in both. But So we, we're going to talk a little bit about flammable cabinets, and then I'm thinking about spill containment and, like, absorbance. So Either how to how to keep it or how to, oh, shit, we spilled it, we got it on the floor, and now we got to get up. Get yeah, it up and get rid of it. But we don't have enough content to fill out an episode on both of them. But we figure we'll knock them both in the same episode. Yeah, and we can kind of let's tell them why we're here. We can get here. Why are we here? We're oh, not, why we're here for the, yeah, the rail show. We're here for the rail show. So we're we're uh, hanging out with all of our rail peeps, whether it's BNSF, United Pacific, and, and the, our Union Pacific. But what's amazing, you know, we we spent the whole day sitting there watching the fact that. There's a whole industry in, in the industry that we are watching are just people that are really around control systems for like uh, roads that go through railway passages, you know, so it's it's all those little ding-dong arms and stuff going down, you know, ding, 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 kind of right. those uh, wavering lights and everything, but there's... Uh, you know, as we look at safety, I think a lot of times we get compartmentalized and we don't think about, you know, the fact that there's a lot of stuff, you know, safety is a really big industry. It reaches into a lot of different things. And so we're here in Omaha, we're going to talk about sorbents and flammable cabinets, but we spent a whole day with how big, I mean, that show was huge. I mean, it yeah. was, it was a whole convention center here. That, which one was that? The, uh, Century Link. Century Link. Arena. I think it's Arena. where Creighton plays basketball. Okay, but I mean, you sit there and you're like, holy crap, you walk through it and you're like, I had no idea that there was this many people trying to make sure that, you know, you know, you see it on the evening news every now and then where some dumbass gets, you know, T-boned in an intersection, you know, because usually he's trying to go around it. But there's a whole damn industry trying to keep people from dying this way. So right. 
safety is uh you know safety has no quitting time. Yeah, I think I think we'll get in another episode too. I think in episode two of the Omaha series, we'll we'll get into a little bit of some things that we found. Um, a little bit at the at the trade show today, some interesting things that we saw. Maybe. Yep. Right on. So, one thing when we're talking about Zorbents that kind of came to mind as a good story to uh, get us into it is you and I are both fathers. Oh my goodness! And so, the the Zorbent level that happens with a with a diaper, yeah. and we each have like a million stories. But the but first you, thing, but you have to really look at the same thing yeah. is kids is. You know, kind of like if you're addressing an industrial spill. Right. You have to, kids. Oh, there's some industrial spills going in, down. In, 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 the, in the way that the kids, you know, whether they shit it up, puke it up, whatever it is, there's different ways to yeah. handle it. You need different sorbent materials to pick it up. <laughs> right. You need different PPE to wear to make sure that you don't... Depending you know. on the consistency. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean... Paper towels might not cut it. Oh, my goodness. But... You know, and how it goes down. You know, tell... You know, I look back and probably some of the worst uh, children's spills that I ever dealt with was when uh, a child's butt is compressed to a car seat. Okay. And so it... it Takes re- out some it, of the room for so, air? Well... No, well, it redirects everything. Yeah. So what would have been kind of like just a diaper spill becomes us all the way up the back. Touching their rat and, tail. Into their hair, you yeah. know. And then all of a sudden we go from just kind of a, a containment issue to an abatement issue. So instead of just, you know, putting a boom around it and keeping <laughs> the shit all in one place, we end up with, holy crap, we have shit everywhere yeah. and... We have to quarantine the area. We have to we we have to dig soil out three quarters of an inch deep. Yeah, you know, literally, like you're tearing the baby seat. You ever tried to do that? Oh yeah, some okay. of the, yeah. We've had one that you can't take <coughs> apart. You cannot take it apart. You have to spot clean that thing. It will not. Oh, that's apart. awful. The padding will be coming out. Yeah, we had we, we. I guess now that you say that, we did those uh, little uh, booster chair ones or yeah. whatever. It never had kind of like so if somebody took a dump on her, you know. Yeah, or fell asleep and pissed themselves. It, it, you had to pretty much just go. I ended up throwing them away because it's like, what the hell do you do with this? Yeah, I'm not going to put it in the dryer. Yeah, we had a a good diaper that we took uh, Hudson in for uh, swimming lessons. My two year old son, this is yeah. about he was 18 months old, swimming lessons, and we didn't have a swim diaper, so we just rolled the diaper and <laughs> took it in a regular diaper. And you find out yeah. how quickly those yeah. things it yeah. can absorb a lot yeah. but when it gives. It gives. Yeah. And I've also put one in a washing machine before where a diaper accidentally, like, sn- like a, not a dirty diaper, but no, like one of their that. other ones. Like, I don't think I've ever in. tried to do that. It snuck in with, like, our laundry. Holy and shit. then it explodes. Big... Oh, so it's just got that shit everywhere. You got a little, like, uh, confetti or whatever, those little <laughs> particles in there that absorb all the Cellulose material. matter or whatever. Whatever right. it is, when they get soaking wet and just mess the inside of a washing machine, it's a disaster to clean up, but... Holy shit! I never didn't have that one happen. Yep. Yeah. So it, it snuck in, but I definitely had the car seat. You're out shopping, and the kids oh. sitting there, and all of a sudden you start hearing those bubbles, the yeah. bubble guts start raining its way up, and all of a sudden it's a mess. And you're like throwing this away. There's no cleaning this. We got to get home, and we got to get home now. Yeah. Literally, and it's usually like 
Okay, I'm going to set you in the shower. Just don't freak out. Take your clothes off. Throw them over here. Let's we'll throw that shit away because yeah. that's, that's not worth dealing and with. I'm not putting it right into the washing machine. <coughs> Go ahead and take care of it. But, yeah. But yeah, there are uh, a million of those type of things that uh, that go down when you're when you're running that dad game. So, all right, well let's so then let's start there then. Let's talk Zorbents a little bit. So, do you want to hit off with uh, first off maybe some different types? <clears throat> so when you look at Zorbents, I mean, there's different colors, and usually the color means things, but there's primarily like. Two ways that it's going to go. One, it's going to be a universal, which means that it's like a diaper. Doesn't matter whether it's crap or piss. It's you know it's, what? Before we even before yeah. we even get there, it just came to mind. Like when I first started in kind of this industry six years ago, the word Zorbent didn't mean anything to me. So by itself, it's, it's well, just, it's because we've taken absorbent yeah out of it. So is there any reason? Do you are you aware of any reason? Why isn't it? Absorbent. Because people are lazy. <laughs> is that all it it's is? It's an extra syllable. Okay. Fair so, enough. So absorbent is something that's going to so absorb, absorb stuff. something. Yep. Absorbent. All right. Go is, ahead. You know, so when we look at it, it's like two things that <clears throat> it's going to be. It's either going to be a universal or the other way is oil only. Okay. So when we talk about a universal, typically those are gray. So when you look at the pad, it'll just kind of have a gray color on it, <clears throat> a gray cover that tells you it doesn't matter whether it's oil, doesn't matter whether it's water, it doesn't care whether it's crap or it's urine or what. It's wet. Whatever the hell it is, is if it's got moisture or anything in it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pull that into it. And that's exactly what it does. Is, I mean, it soaks it up, and, it, and a good sorbent should actually hold it. You know what I'm saying? So it, it should pull it into, you know, there's cheap sorbents out there that, you know, are nothing more than a glorified cotton t-shirt, you know, so you kind of wipe everything up and when you yeah. when you hold it, it drips. You know, a good sorbent should actually, you know, hold that versus a oil only, which will be white. Okay. So a lot of those are white. So the white ones are typically what's called hydrophobic. So hydrophobic means... I am scared of water, so I don't want to suck water. So let's go back to uh, uh, what was that dumbass's name? Val Valdez. Exxon. Yeah, the the he was like shit faced drunk and crashed a boat, and yeah. you know the whole Greenpeace bunch of fucking people went nuts and tried to wash birds off or whatever. But the whole thing was is. All of a sudden, you have all this. You have oil slicks on water, and you, you've got to try to get yeah, this up. Just the oil. Yeah. Well, if you try to do it with a universal, and you you put that out there, you would Anwar would no longer have any moisture in it right. or oil. You would suck everything out of it. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of times when you'll see like, uh, well, we're at a rail show, and you'll have rail cars crash, and you know, it'll be a tanker truck that's got probably something that's petroleum-based. And then when you look at the sorbents, a lot of times the sorbents that, that'll be sitting on the water will be white. And that's because they're trying to contain that oil or something. Because, you know, obviously oil will separate from water and, and rise on top. So a oil only will only suck that oil up. Okay. Um, 
other types that are out there is you know a lot of times it's they'll call it a hazmat and sometimes they're yellow sometimes they're pink they're usually an off color but those are usually a universal but the reason that they kind of do that or put them as a different color is if you're sucking up a chemical that you don't really know what it is you don't want to cross contaminate it or put it with something else because you don't know how it's going to respond to it but most of these are all pads basically that we're talking pads or almost like towels uh well absorbent well when you when you look at when you look at sorbents you'll have uh pads right so a pad is like toilet paper so it can be a continuous roll or it can be a perf roll it can be a thin roll. It can be a wide roll. You know, some, you know, a lot of rolls will be 36 inches, and they'll be perf so many feet, or they can be a continuous roll. Right. Um, like the, maxi pad. Yeah. Then you can have, well, a maxi pad would be, be to me, what I call truly a pad or a pillow. So yeah. it's literally like a pillow. Yeah. So that if you have, like... Oh, we have a really bad spill in a contained area, and we just want to suck that up. You may put a pillow there. Yeah. Um. Sometimes it'll be called uh, pigs or socks. Yeah. So those are a sock. Imagine just filling a sock with, you know, it's like a sausage. Yep. And that's really meant to contain. So you're going to wrap that around. So there's, you know, there's different configurations of them. So it's, Some know. of that would be like, we need to keep this stuff out of a hole. There's a hole in the ground. Our dangerous stuff can't go into that hole. You're not going to do that with assortment. You're going to do okay. that with, uh, you're going to do that with uh, potentially a drain plug. Okay. Or um, <clears throat> you may take a yeah, sock a yeah, and sock. wrap a yeah, sock yeah. around it so it doesn't go into it. But you're not going to stuff that down. You're right. not going to stuff it down the hole. Yeah. You're trying. The whole goal is, you know, holy shit, you know, we rammed a forklift into this, and the drain's over here, and the drain goes to Nemo's house. Yeah. How do we? How do we keep, keep Nemo from drinking? You know, whatever the hell it is. Well, we're trying to keep it out of our groundwater. Okay. Maybe the most common like sorbent though that's out there that people are still using is basically kitty litter type stuff right it's considered a sorbent right yeah yep so there's even technology that's kind of changed in kitty litter style sorbents where you're just throwing a bunch of stuff on the ground oh yeah yeah there's there's uh uh magic monkey and uh what it's called it's uh stardust so they're they're like this super absorbent material yeah. that you kind of some of them come in like puke kits yeah so like you sprinkle it over the top of it and it kind of brings it you know it kind of curdles them yeah it kind of yeah it almost curdles itself up you and then you, then up. you kind of sweep it up mm-hmm. but a lot of the better uh, materials that are out there like are are dry. getting away from the the dripping factor okay but yeah like the kitty kitty litters or the because i would still say you say zorbents to most people and that's what comes to their mind is oh yeah we have zorbents we have a two bags of this kitty litter stuff that we just pour on our spill which is it makes a bigger mess than it's we started it's with. it you have to sweep it up it's heavy yeah then it's you like have 50 to, pound bags then you have to dispose of it so you can get uh how to say probably twice the absorbency in like a tenth of the weight right 
and we all know, other than Amazon free shipping, everything costs a little bit of money to get to where we're yeah. trying to do it at. So if you can get like a, a much smaller bag, it almost feels like it's filled with sawdust or like ripped up newspaper, and you put this stuff on yeah. the ground. Yeah, well, there's a, a whole there's a whole generation of material that's out there, like. Um, one of the products that's out there is called cold form and it's uh, regenerated cotton basically yeah. so they take old cotton stuff and they tear it up and they they weave it in there so there's there's some green how to say reconstituted products where they're they're you know it's a second life of whatever it was originally done that kind of like, like spill fix stuff is yeah, some of that stuff is, you know, I, I don't know exactly what the recipe for spill fix is, but okay. there's there's a lot of them out there that are, I'll call them, you know, kind of green hippie materials where it's like, it, it was, you know, in life one, it was this. Right. And then... It, We're repurposing it, has, it. it. Yeah. Now in life two, it is this. To soak this up. Yeah. We're going to soak it up and then we're going to throw it into a plastic-based landfill. But that is something that, like... There's lots of videos and lots of material that's out there on like any of this type of sorbent stuff. So if you have a, something that you're like working with or a material that you work with, feel free to reach out to us. Like I said, any of our like social media stuff or do the research yourself. You feel free to do that because sorbents, there's videos. Sorbents is not that hard because the yeah. main thing you have to do is you got to go, what the hell are we going to spill? Yeah. And then you have to go, if we spill it, how much could we spill right and then the, the the thing that people don't a lot of times want to sit there and think about is is if we spill it where are we trying to not to get it to so you know if getting into berms and containment so you know obviously if there's a river with fit you know nemo swimming in yeah. the river here the whole goal is going to be to make sure that we don't we don't get it there yeah so that's uh I guess maybe something to look out for would be if you're basically using still kitty litter type stuff, just know that that's not the only sorbent that's out there. That the the technology no, you're, has you're you're, you're wild wild west shit. There. Yeah, that the technology has advanced. Yeah, to where you don't have to wear this bulky leather glove anymore. There's something that's better that's protecting you more than what that glove did. Yeah, and there's a product out there probably that maybe isn't as cheap, or maybe in the long run it is it's cheaper. Probably not as cheap when you look at Perfect. if you look if you look at a bale of sorbents, or, right. which is you know a stack of them or a roll is not. You'll look at it and you go, well, that's more expensive. But then it gets in how much you know. You take a bag of kitty litter. I don't know exactly how many gallons that it will suck up, but. You'll be surprised at some of these sorbents when you get into, you know, a decent yeah. sorbent. I mean, it's crazy how much it will suck up and hold. Right. And then you can dispose of it versus, you know, picking something up that's going to hold it versus sweeping nasty clay-based shit that, you know, still yeah. leaves a residue. Well, and the stink. Like, a lot of times the stink, like the, the really nice sorbents will take out some of that stink. They almost have a... Um, but that's those are the ones that are holding it, so right. it's not like dripping all over the place or whatever. Yep. So that's our uh, Zorbent 101 little thing we did there. So we can move on to some flammable cabinet type stuff, right? Well, we can. Yeah. So back to our earlier discussion about having baby diapers 
and I mean, those babies, they can also produce some flammable materials. Yes, you got to have can. a way to store them. Yeah. And so a wise man once told me when I, when I had my first kid, it was a buddy of mine that had, a, had kids like two years <coughs> older than me. It was like those diaper genies. Don't do it. Don't get, get a trash can. And when that thing starts stinking, you take the trash bag out and you throw it away. Don't waste your money on the diaper genie storage thing that's supposed to hide the stink. I've heard gotta, I've heard two ways of doing that. Okay. So what, obviously, did you get a diaper no. genie? Okay. Always just been a trash can and it smells like poop in here. Let's pick that bag up and we'll get it out of here. Oh, okay. Because, like, I've, I know that uh, <laughs> family, friend, or whatever, there's two ways that it goes. Is one is the, the daughter got into the diaper genie yeah. and fought one out and then, like, went like completely ballistic in a room and smeared shit on her and everything so yeah that was nasty but i've also seen people that have had diaper genies where you walk in there and you're like what you watch it and you're like that's pretty cool yeah you know as it kind of wads it up into a garbage bag and puts it down into abyss so yeah we didn't have i guess i had kids long enough ago that maybe they had them and we were just stupid Maybe you were the kitty litter guy. Could have been. You were the... Probably would have been. I mean, the guy. theoretically, I'm, I'm, I run a little bit behind time. <laughs> Kid pees on the floor. Dave just sprinkles some kitty litter on top of it and sleeps No, no, it no, up. no, no. You go, uh, what the hell is that Adam Sandler movie? Big Daddy? Yeah, Big Daddy, newspaper? where you just get some newspaper and throw it on there and then start talking about uh, scuba, scuba Steve. Yeah. So we'll get into a little bit of the, the flammable cabinet top uh, topic. Um so what do you think you're going to start here? Uh, I guess well, all it's kind of, it's, and combustible it's, liquids need well, to be it's, stored. Well, it's just like, uh, just like when we were talking about sorbents is nothing in safety is really like completely like Brainiac. It's none of it's common sense. So, you know, when you're sitting there talking about storing chemicals, it's going, what the hell, what the, <laughs> what are we, saw, what are we trying to store? Right. And so when you sit there and talk about a lot of times people get into flammable. Well, yeah, obviously you need to, anything that's flammable, you need you need to store it. But there are uh, storage situations for labs. There are storage situations for pesticides. Uh, so you can change between yellow to uh, blue to, you know, there's different colors that give you the visual opportunity to understand what it is and yeah, why it's like it is. Yellow's flammable, red's paints and combustible liquids, blue's corrosive and hazardous liquids, green's pesticides and insecticides, silver or natural says laboratory settings, and white, beige, or gray says waste or outdoor lockers. Yeah, but it gives you the ability to separate those because yeah. a lot of them, you don't want to put compound A with compound B. And, you know... Like, uh, for instance, uh, Just Right and some of the other guys that are out there dealing with these containments, they'll come through and they'll take a look with, well, what the hell are you, what are you going to put in there? Right. Because there's certain classes of stuff that you don't want to put this with that because that's a bad, you know, yeah. bad idea. Um, the amount of stuff that you put into it uh, in that... Uh, Obviously, if it's combustible or flammable, those words mean stuff. So everybody that's ever had some hairspray and a lighter understands, you know, you know, 
flammable or combustible is right. you know there's bad shit that if we if we get that uh, triangle completed where we have oxygen yeah and we have we have the matter that we need all we need is you know we can go boom yeah. we're gonna go boom we're gonna go boom at some point in time and the whole goal with those cabinets is to try to keep it from going boom but there's 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 things that go into it uh in that obviously if the doors are wide open right that doesn't do any good if we drill holes or we alter it that doesn't do us any good uh, a lot of cases hell you want to even ground the damn thing you don't want to you know you don't want that potential to you know do the michael jackson shuffle and you know everybody's rubbed their feet on the carpet and goes up and you know yeah. Gives, gives a little spark there and uh, static electricity spark, and then see what happens. That's 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 exactly how we complete that whole transaction to where we go boom. Right, and there's a lot of they just have the, the little grounding nut or whatever that's on those cabinets. Usually, it's just all you got to do is put your little thing in there, and you're you're good to go pretty much, right? Isn't that what they, they usually have like a little grounding nut on them? How yeah, you, but I mean, it's just like it's like all lightning rods. All it is, yeah. I mean, uh, electricity always, I don't understand it. I'm not that scientific guy, but, you know, it wants to go to ground. Yeah. And when they say that, it physically wants to go into the ground. So, you know, uh, a grounding clamp or a grounding, you know, you know, how to say, most people don't realize, like a regular gasoline pump. So the gasoline pump that you pull up to, you know, you're getting ready to get your pizza, your six-pack of beer, and your, your pizza from Old Girl. Yeah, holler at Old Girl. Yeah, you got to holler at Old Girl because you're, you're headed home. And uh, most of those are grounded systems because anytime you have friction, you right. create static electricity. So, in you know, you pull the, you pull the pump down there. And that whole hose is a grounded system because it has liquids that are traveling through it, creating static electricity. And you have a flat, you know, gasoline's pretty flammable shit. Yeah. You know, so those are even systems that are grounded. So, you know. We did this satellite dish. There was a grounding. Yeah. Like drive a grounding rod into the grounder. Yeah. There's a, I think you hook up something to the electrical box. That's a like lot of times of you'll, you'll pound a, you know, kind of a steel copper rod a down stake, yeah. and you'll, you'll take it a couple feet down and then all you have is, you know, a connecting part thing that you put in there and you, you connect it so that when you touch it, all that electricity goes to ground. We're about to talk a little bit about the door design on some of these, that they have self-closing yeah. doors. Well, what's, what's some, kind of let's start of with the legs. Okay. So you know, a lot of a lot of systems will sit on the ground, and I'm a big you know leg what, man. You're big leg. I'm man. big leg man. Yeah. And the legs on these things are not that long, but anytime you have a potential for water, or you know, there's water everywhere. So a lot of these you know usually flammable cabinets are not you know on the 250th floor usually they're in a basement they're in a garage they're in somewhere that's going to get water well people will buy them and they set them on the ground and over time the bottom of the damn things rust out so yeah. legs cost you a little bit more but obviously you don't rust out the bottom of the you know it's a 
anything that we ever talk about about safety is a system. Right. And so having some legs that keeps it keeps the bottom from rusting out, that's, that's a good thing. Then the next thing to me becomes obviously, do we have it grounded and how, how we connect that system up? Followed by the doors. And, you know, they're self-closing doors, so if I open it, it's going to automatic, it's, it's a kind of a counterweighted system, so it's going to naturally want to close mm-hmm. versus a manual close. So if you're walking through and somebody goes and pulls something out of their locker and they've got their uh, jock strap hanging there yeah, and they don't have a manual closed door, you're going to walk back and you're going to be like, seriously, dude? I mean, that's bad. Yeah. And that's the same thing is maybe we should have you're not even following me. Self-closing. No, the, everything in the gym is self-closing. Okay. Manual closed doors in a gymnasium. You're in a gym, you know, so you don't have to walk by and see people's <laughs> shit that you don't want to see in there. You don't have that option? No, I've never seen that option. Have you? No. But, but there's a, basically, you know, Door, self-closing doors that will keep you from having to sit there and walk up and kind of do the old, you know, like you're closing the old uh, closet door or whatever. Right. And then there's probably also to talk about, depending on where you're at in the country, whether earthquakes or tornadoes or uh, hurricanes might be an issue, and then you have to mount this thing somewhere, so it needs to be Maybe attached to a wall so that it doesn't tip over. Now all your dangerous yeah, shit no comes pouring it. out of there. And usually there's you know there's brackets that come with most of this stuff. And you know it's it's a classic example of RTFM. Okay. Read the fucking manual. Okay, I'm like I don't everything. Know that. Everything comes with as uh, they say instructions. I always call them constructions because it's you know it's always stuff that you have to put together. Okay. But everything, everything always comes with a, you know, kind of a, a booklet that'll tell you best practices there. So just doing a little bit of research that I've done, it looks like there's different categories in regards to flammable liquids. Oh, yeah, there's, I don't remember my, it looks like I, I got it right here. Category one, flash points below 73.4. And boiling points at or below 95 degrees. Well, the flash point, here's where that comes in. Let me kind of explain that. Is, okay. Because I'm like, I don't even know. So even a flash point, so let's think about a flash point. What, what does flash point mean? So everybody has that knows about grilling out has gone out there in the winter and they've sprayed the charcoal, charcoal fluid <clears throat> on the charcoal. Okay. And it's 30 degrees outside, it's cold as shit. And then you get the match going, and you hold it up there, and it barely lights, and it takes it a while yeah. to, to, to basically light up. Yeah, to distribute. Well, then the dumbasses go out there in July, and it's July the 4th, and it's 150 fucking degrees, and they put their lighter fluid out there, and then they do the same thing as they light the lighter, and they, they almost get it close, and then it goes, woof! Yep. And this guy's our dumbass of the week. That's and next thing you know, they don't have any knuckle or arm hair, and I, I may or may not have done that. Yeah. Well, that's flashpoint. Is when you take 
a volatile or volatile organic compound, and you change what well, it's not just VOCs, but and you change the temperature, then that changes the flash point on them. Okay. So you're going from you're you're changing the chemical state of it. So it's going from a liquid to a vapor. Okay. And once you go to a vapor, it's going to be more apt to ignite. So do the different categories have different qualifications that are needed in the cabinets, or is that just something? Well, that we you don't want to put certain ones together. with other ones. Okay. Because it says but, one is below ninety five, at or below ninety five, and then it's above ninety five is two, and then above at or below one forty, and then at or below one ninety nine point four. Well, combustible versus flammable. Okay. You know, so that, that's some of the language that gets in there is, you know, you have, when you light it, how hot is it and how's it going to respond to that? If that makes any sense. Fair enough. All right. Well, that's enough. You've never lit, you've never gone out to light a grill in July and pour the lighter fluid on it. I'm a gas guy, gas grill. So there's no there's no lighter fluid, but I have had where you turn on the gas and the thing doesn't light up. You're like, what's going on here? And then all of a sudden it catches and it yeah. poofs. But that's already a vapor. Blows your hair out of yeah. the way, but yeah, not to not to that extent. Fred doesn't want to lose his hair. He loves his hair. Yeah, that's all I got. If you have a mediocre face and uh, mediocre abilities and a good head of hair, you Some need that. Shot Hennedy hair on him. You know, <laughs> you got to go after that. I prefer other uh, other. Uh, people to be compared to my hair but anyways, <laughs> go ahead um get sean hannity hair better sean hannity hair than you're starting to get into george costanza territory oh man mine's, you're creeping. mine's in retreat dude. it's been <laughs> in a retreat for years it's heading to the so back i don't even head. know what the hell it's doing <laughs> so uh, it's a little bit better and what's that uh never mind nothing no i mean i'm trying to think goonies what's the what's the big sloth yeah Hey, no, I'm not, not, not trying to sloth her, but you know it, it's it's one stage better than that shit. Come yeah. on. Um, well, I had a couple things written down here about some stories about soaking up some liquids. <laughs> I had uh, we had a Great Dane. So you're aware you had that. a Great Dane? Yeah, you knew I had a Great Dane. Yeah, that was the type of dog I had. So she's she's a small Great Dane, but she's she's only about 125 pounds. Um, but a pretty good size Great Danes. No, she only made it. She made it about nine and a half years, which is yeah. a pretty good run for a Great Dane. But when we got her, we got her from like a Craigslist type of situation. Where it was like <laughs> 150 bucks, take the dog, and then it's like, hey, I tried to write him a check, and they were like, no, we don't, no checks. Like we don't have a checking account. Like you take cash, and we could just tell this dog was in a bad situation. Yeah. So we went in to get her. And, Did you come with a dog toy or anything like that? Did they? Uh, a collar. She had a collar. Okay. And then, and she only liked the cheap food. She doesn't like any of the like she, better food. She okay, only likes so the cheap like, stuff. Like Walmart's Old Roy. Oh, or did, that, literally that was it. Old Roy. <laughs> she wanted, and when we took her to the vet, the vet's like, "Yeah, we pretty much call that garbage in a bag." Yeah. And so you it's need like, to get some science diet. Or there's whatever. no nutrients in that stuff. It's just like eating fast food every day for a human. Yeah. And so we got her. <clears throat> Day one, there's a Maybe lot that goes... That's what... That could have... Yeah, could keep going. Anyways, so there's a lot that goes into having a, a dog that you take from one environment, you put them into a new... It's yeah, that's stressful. what I'm saying is maybe, you know, it was kind of that whole rock star that you take it out of the rock star life and it just 
Yep. And so we got her home that day one. Night one went okay, but the next day, the bubble got started yeah. going. And if you've ever had a Great Dane in action, a Great Dane with diarrhea and vomiting is not something that you want to deal with inside your house. Because they probably eat quite a bit, right? Eat quite a bit? Yeah. No, I'm talking... It's got to be like pounds of food. I mean, uh, she. Well, as I mean, you, you see, a, you see a dog, a dog, a, a little dog will eat a can of dog food. So I'm, I'm guessing that a it's, great Dane eats a big bowl, of yeah, a big cereal bowl yeah, of dog food every yeah, twice a day. So nothing like having a big old bowl of uh, chili, right? Smeared all over the house it's every day. Pretty much what you got going yeah. on. So it, it became a a disaster of her not being as potty trained as they said that she was, and. So we got to deal with this a lot of concrete floor and trying to soak up messes and just real disaster situations. And then we came to find out that she was spayed, but she wasn't spayed. Oh. So we were told she was spayed. And so having never had a dog, a female dog in my life, I had never been through that. So then we got to figure out how are we going to absorb what's going on here? So yeah. We bought a kid. We bought <coughs> diapers, adult diapers. They poked the hole through and. So the tail can go through the back of the diaper and then watch watch, watch the dog have their mess in this diaper and that's changing a, diapers. There's a lot going on. Out. There's a lot going on. <laughs> so luckily, we love that dog. But uh, Yeah, so we had that. I had another one where I was thinking of soaking up sweat. And so in basketball, there was a kid on my team. His name was Drew. And he decided that he was a sweaty, a big sweaty guy. And so his basketball practice jersey, he decided that he wasn't going to wash it, just ever. He just didn't wash it. And then day after day, and he'd hang it up in his locker by the shoulders. So it would just hang up in his locker, and it would dry. And then the next day, he'd take it off, and he'd put it on. And then he'd go back, and he'd hang it up the wet jersey. It probably worked for a little while. Everyone, oh, <clears throat> and eventually it got to the point where he took it off of the string, put his hand under the jersey and it stood straight up like crispy a crispy <laughs> basketball jersey and it had the most potent smell you've ever smelled that's pre-febreze oh yeah this is pre-febreze and it had like we were red on one side and white on the other side and it had like a the white side had a, sh- a shade of brown like it was just like tinted with stinky sweat so he made that thing just stick up in his jersey but it was like it was like a snake charmer or this, this, he's doing the thing, and the snake's all weaving through, but he just has a basketball jersey that's going up on there. So, I don't know, you got any uh, good sweat stories or any uh, big Zorbit? Not really. Self-absorbing story? Self, yeah. <laughs> um, none that anybody would want to hear. Yep, so, but that great day, man, we went through piles and piles of uh, paper towels and whatever you could find to... Soak up her messes. Just roll. So, what do you got for the dumbass of the week this week? Well, that's why I was thinking we just we we mold that dumbass of the week into your grill story, and that guy kind of becomes our dumbass of the week for this week. Not understanding or paying attention to you know, and I'll go ahead and say Dave's the dumbass of the week. Yeah, and we've all every now and then had a little too much to drink and not paying attention to what's going on because. A lot of times, if we're dealing with stuff that we're going to light or, right. you know, a propellant or something like that, we need to kind of pay attention to what the flashpoint of said stuff is. Yeah. Because everything's not created equal. Yeah. So, 
Dave and many others like him working a grill this weekend. Uh, oh, we're getting ready to go into Memorial Day, and trust me, there's going to be that, some dumbasses lighting themselves there, on fire. There will be how to say there'll be less burn victims than Fourth of July. Than Fourth of July, <laughs> but there will still there's be, be some there will be some dumbass that that ends up in the ER, whether it's lighter fluid, it doesn't matter what. Yeah, what grill situation? Some dumbass is going to end up there. Yep. So I think that's it for today from Omaha. Um, kind of got we're working in here on season three of this podcast, and hopefully we're starting to kind of figure it out. And we we really do appreciate the feedback that we've gotten from people that have reached out to us to say, hey, we appreciate what you're doing, and you guys are doing a good job. Um, so the more of that, the more it makes us want to do it. Definitely uh, love that feedback. So. If you see something, say something. Yeah. It's, it's a brotherhood out there, guys, and we keep talking about that. And it's okay. You know, we talk about the dumbass of the week, and I think a lot of people may look at that as being, like, negative. Right. And while it, it appears negative, it's like if you can't accept your own faults and celebrate them, you're never going to get any better. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what you're doing is, you know, Talking about the fact that you almost screwed something up may help you from actually screwing it up. Screwing it up and actually being, how to say, not uh, sweeping it under the rug or, you know, to go back to our little piss story is, you know, if you if you go back to uh, Billy Madison or whatever, or no. Big Daddy. Big Daddy, I'm sorry. I'm getting all the... So if, if somebody pees in the floor and you just throw newspapers over it, things aren't going to get better. So just trying to cover stuff up with newspaper, let's be bigger and better and badder than that. Yep. So once again, reach out to us, all of our social media uh, spots that you can find us. We're, we're pretty much everywhere. You can reach out to QuadCitySafety.com. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. We got a lot of resources on our website. So if you want guys want to check them out, we'd really appreciate that. Once again, give us the feedback. And we will see you next time. Safety has no quitting time. For Dave, I'm Fred. Later. Thanks for listening in to Dave and Bacon Safety Tales, brought to you by Quad City Safety. Send us your questions on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter at Quad City Safety. Hashtag Safety Tales. Or email them to Fred at QuadCitySafety.com. He's the guy keeping this mess of a show in line. And if you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It's a kick-ass way to show that you care about safety.